Some of them come. Some of them come. Malaikum Masalam. Oh, nice I'm at the background. beach today. Yes. Oh gosh, I would like to be there. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Forget this video. Let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's leave it all behind. Hmm. That would be nice. How are you today, Dr. Omar? I'm okay. Is David with us yet? No. Um, so there was a snowstorm oh, in dear. Uh, Montreal. So his power was out. He sent me an email earlier saying that he would try to make it, but probably not if the power wasn't back on, obviously. So it's just you and I. Oh, this okay. Okay. Um, you and I. Okay. Yes. Well, then because of that, I want fine. to hold off on that topic, mm -hmm. you know, to make sure mm -hmm. that as you stated, we give it the proper justice that is due. So sure. um, I would like to, uh, did you have a chance to uh, look at that email that I sent you? Yes, yes, I okay. saw that. It's, it, that's a phrase from um, uh, Isa, from the Injil, the genuine Injil. Can and, we talk uh, about that? Because that's- Well, really it's, it's very people. straightforward, uh, okay. but uh, you know, we'll, we, we could start there and see where it leads. Okay. All right. Inshallah. Okay. Bismillah. Peace and blessings, everyone. This is Aziza, and welcome to episode number seven of Unraveling the Truth with Dr. Omar Zaid. Um, just briefly, I don't know if you guys heard me in the beginning, but Mr. Livingstone will not be with us this evening. There was a snowstorm, and so his power is out. So, inshallah, him and his family are staying safe. We are going to postpone our scheduled topic and get into something that is really dividing people and um, causing a lot of issues. And that is this culture of pop star scholars and imams, as it were. Uh, so Dr. Omar, could you go ahead and get us started tonight or this morning? <laughs> Good morning, assalamu alaikum. Uh, may it please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, uh, to grant us clarity of thought uh, so that we might be a benefit to the uh, listeners. Um, well, I don't spend a lot of time with pop stars, let alone pop star imams. Right. Uh, I mean, they're all over the news and uh, they're also all over the mainstream media when it suits the purposes of the mainstream media and the mainstream media is uh, under the control of the hand of Iblis and uh, the cult of the, um, uh, well, we'll call it the, the Zionist friendly people uh, on the planet uh, uh, who are making their way to the grave uh, in a rather undesirable state of spiritual awareness. Um, the pop popular imams, well, I, this hasn't been brought to my attention until recently and by some of my students um, uh, who query uh, this, that, and the next uh, fellow. And, I really don't know these people because I don't listen to them. Uh, on occasion, I do. Uh, and, you know, there's always something to be learned, even from your enemy. So uh, 
Absolutely. Um, so I, I listen to just about everybody, but I don't associate with everybody. Mm. Um, and um, that, um, that allows me a fair amount of uh, discretion and also liberty. The problem with pop imams, popular imams, is um, that most of them, in my experience now, uh, even the imams who were um, most popular in Malaysia, for example, where I spent 10 years as a fellow alim, rubbing shoulders with these people, listening to their kutbas, uh, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> most of them are uh, not thinking. Now, what I mean by that is that they're reciting rather than thinking. Now, let me try to explain that. What do I mean? I know what I mean, but it's not going to be easy to get that across. When I say they are reciting, what I'm trying to convey what do I is mean? the fact that I know what they I mean. are. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's me. Sorry I'm, about I'm that. Sorry, I got, uh, I got some feedback there. When I say they're reciting, what I'm trying to convey is that they are merely repeating what they have learned. Um, and this is from memory knowledge. It's not from knowledge that is being guided as one speaks. Okay. So the, the element of tafakur is removed. And when the element of tafakur is removed, there is no longer this intellectual connection with the rule. And when the intellectual uh, process is disconnected from the rule, uh, the nor is not activated. Okay, so it's not spiraling down. There's two spirals here. There's the spiral of the uh, human intellect and spirit ascending to Allah. And then there's the counter spiral of the spiritual realm descending. And we see this in the Quran uh, and also when uh, the prophet uh, uh, gave us several um, hadith to this effect. Uh, for example, when my servant approaches me, if he walks, I run, you see. Uh, this is Allah's uh, response. And as my servant uh, comes closer to me in love, I become his eyes, his ears, his hands, his feet. Um, what this means is I become his entire process, his entire sensorium. And not only the sensorium, but also the will. Allah's uh, response. And so the servant yeah i'm getting uh, feedback again here yes it's uh, it's on my end okay so as this is occurring as allah is becoming the hands the feet the eyes the sensorium and the will of the individual there is this marriage that takes place so that the memory knowledge 
is transferred into actual hidaya for each and every moment. Now, what I see from the popular imams is that this is not occurring. If it were occurring, you see, then the ummah would be in an entirely different position. The ummah would not be jumping into the rabbit hole along with the Judeo, the forbidden Judeo-Christian alliance. And that forbidden Judeo-Christian alliance is the specific alliance that is manifest in the Freemasonic cult. And the Freemasonic cult is the cult that runs the Commonwealth. The Commonwealth is the largest corporation that's ever existed in the history of mankind, and it is a corporation. And it's under the crown, and that is not the queen. The crown is the city of London. That estate governs Freemasonry, it governs com the Commonwealth, and it governs the finances for all of the world. It's not Wall Street. Wall Street does what the uh, city of London tells them to do, okay? When they say jump, they jump, okay? Uh, when they say turn left, everybody turns left. When they say turn right, everybody turns right. Now, a, a truth about this nature, this relationship was uh, made clear to me in Malaysia about uh, 12 years ago when the uh, grandmaster of the uh, uh, entire a Freemasonic system in the Southeast Asian archipelago, the, which includes Singapore, okay, as well as Malaysia, uh, announced that the British Grandmaster from the lodge in London um, told them, told him to make their presence known publicly. Okay, so so for, for in other words, for the last 200 years, Freemasons, including those in Singapore, have kept a low profile. Their profile was as pers persons was very public, okay? But their, the profile of the secret organization known as the Freemasons was very private, and that was not public. It was not well known. It was only known above uh, among the elite, among the rulers, okay? So in response to this command, that's what it was. It was a command from the Duke of, I think it was the Duke of Kent, who's the queen's cousin. He's the grandmaster, perhaps still is the grandmaster of the uh, lodge in London. Um, the, his, 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 fellow in the grandmaster in KL responded and then they, what happened the mainstream media their their Singapore Sunday Times published a two page spread major spread on a Sunday that's the paper that's read by almost everybody in the nation this was back in 2008 2009 I still have a copy of the paper one of my uh, colleagues at the time uh, saved it for me because I don't read the paper. <laughs> so I wouldn't have known <laughs> my colleague not told me. 
Um, uh, so what I'm what I'm trying to say here is that this cult runs the world, okay, and this is a manifestation of how they do it. It's a minor manifestation, but it was made in the statement was made in a public way, a very public way. So when London says this, go right, that's what all the grandmasters in the entire world do. Now, if they say, okay, we're going to have a COVID crisis and you're going to follow us step by step as we pursue this matter, and all of your member doctors in position of authority are going to read the pre-programmed uh, itinerary word for word all over the world, that's what happens, okay? And your popular imams are following this pattern right now as we speak, okay? so. I think it was the last time we, we, we spoke, uh, I, I spoke about one of them. I've forgotten his name now. That's how much I pay attention <laughs> to these people. Uh, he's, he's a major figure. Yes. And uh, he's just cursed me as a result, you see. Um, and he said, may Allah's curse be upon you. One of my students has brought this to my that's attention. He, that's what he said? Yes, yes, just this morning. You know, yeah, this, this yeah. individual that I sent you the email about earlier, he's mm -hmm. tied to that person. Well, let them be tied. Uh, they're, they're going to jump into the hole together. And uh, this, his words will come back to bite him. Stop and they're going to come back to bite him because his <clears throat> intellect is not connected with the rule. So he's not being guided. Okay. He's just reciting. And he's reciting what the hand of Iblis, what the tongue of Iblis has suggested, has whispered to all of the leaders in the world now. And he's leading the Ummah right down into this pit, okay? And I can say that without reservation and also without any animosity. That's just the way it is, okay? There's no doubt about that. And this occurs because these people no longer think. They no longer uh, perform tafakur and they're disconnected from the true guidance of Allah, you see. Because if they were connected with the true guidance of Allah, they would review the scientific literature and they would not call people like me conspiracy theorists, okay? because people like myself and, and David and others, we're very serious researchers, okay? And as I've said before, of course, we're, we're just human, we make errors, but no, nobody's perfect, okay? And these people, you see on the other hand, these popular imams are going around pretending to be perfect. And what I mean by what I mean by that is they they have this pretentious piety, you see. Um, they have the turban, they have the long robes, they have the fluent Arabic, all of this stuff. This is this is all a profile that has been designed by Iblis. It's Arabized Islam, is what it is. Okay, so it is um, it is. Um, 
It is a profile that's designed by Iblis to misguide people. And this is also in the Quran and also in Al-Turat in the New Testament. It talks about Lucifer and he's going to present himself as an angel of light, the perfect angel of light, okay? Everything about him is going to be perfect, you see? But when the prophet de describes, um, um, uh, what's his name, uh, the, the enemy, Al-Dajjal, he describes him in a metaphorical sense, you see? And so he's not, he's not a perfect creature at all, if you, if you listen to that description. But on the other hand, you know, on, that one hand, on one hand, the prophet describes him in very un, uncomplimentary terms, and they don't make him look uh, the least bit attractive. But on the other hand, he's also described in the scriptures as being so attractive that the women are going to run after him, you see. And... Uh, it, it tells the Muslims, the Muslims are told, you're going to have to tie your women down in order to stop them from running after him, okay? So uh, we have, these are not conflicting testimonies. They appear to be conflicting, but they're not. They're, they're actually complementary because one description is metaphorical, the other one is literal, you see? And if you look at things literally, uh, on the outside, what people are doing, they're judging the book by a cover. They're judging people by a cover. And this cover is the, is the outward presentation. So the first, very first thing that Iblis does when he wants to confuse people and distract them and lead them away from the Tao, the middle path of Islam, Confucius was on the Tao. He was on the middle path of Islam, you see. And... Um, the first, the first thing that, uh, that, that, that Iblis does is present himself as a perfect man, you see. And this is the Shia uh, ultimate, you see. This is the Khomeini thing. This is the, 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 the Khomeini uh, Shia dogma. Uh, we must be governed by the perfect man. Well, <laughs> there is no perfect man. And uh, that, that brings us to transhumanism. But I'll wait for David to join us. You see, because uh, I, I just lead us there a little bit, if you will, uh, dear sister. Now, when, when is the last time you, you heard any of your popular imams talking in these terms, painting a picture that describes the reality without recitation? Never. You They're see? motivational speakers at best. No. Ha, ha, have I recited any of the literature? Have I recited any of the Quran or any of the Hadith, you see? No, I haven't, but you know, I'm telling you the truth. I'm painting the picture, okay? And how, why can I do that? Because Allah has granted me this intellect to connect with the Guru so that I can share the Noor. And the Noor has nothing to do with recitation. The Noor has everything to do with speaking the truth. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that the Hadith doesn't contain the truth. I'm not saying that the Quran doesn't contain the truth. But if all you have is a memory knowledge of both those schools, you are not going to reach the Nur. And what I'm saying is that these people are just reciting what they've been taught to recite. 
And that's like attending today's public schools. If you, <laughs> if you attend today's public schools, you graduate and you wind up being an empty shell. You can recite everything that you were taught, but you're not capable of creative thought. You're not capable of in-depth understanding because if you were in, if our generation was capable of in-depth understanding of the reality, vaccines would have been outlawed 50 years ago. Absolutely. They would have been outlawed 50 years ago, but because people are not thinking, they're just reciting, <laughs> they're being led right down into the pit. And that's just the way of it is. That's just the way it, that's the way it is, you see. Um, I don't know how else to say that. There's no and, other way uh, to say it. <laughs> getting, getting back to the statement that uh, um, about Isa having to do with this. Well, let's, let's, let's relate that. Let me try to relate that. The statement was that you, you shared with me that uh, uh, goes like this, um, let the dead bury the dead. Well, let's put that into context. One of Isa's disciples was with him and uh, uh, he, Isa was having one of his campfire, you know, uh, sort of uh, discussions with his disciples. And he had more than 12. He had, se he had several score who were close to them and almost all of them were Jews. Okay, let's not forget that. Uh, they were not Gentiles, they were Jews. These were Jews of the Jews of the Jews of the day. And those Jews of the day were not necessarily related to the ancient Israelites. They like us to believe that, but they weren't. They were already a mismatched <laughs> motley crew of all kinds of mixtures of blood from the entire Middle Eastern uh, sphere and including the Mesopotamian basin, the, the Phoenicians, the Canaanites, all of those, all of those people, the Philistines, they were all, the Nabataeans, they were already all mixed. There was no pure judge line. There was no pure Jewish, Jewish judge line, except for a few families here and there. I mean, King Herod was not a Jew. <laughs> None of these people were Jews in the sense of the ancient Israelites. So when the Quran says, uh, Jews who are not Jews, that's what we're talking about. Uh, and uh, I've made this clear in some of my, uh, my other recorded lectures, which will soon be up on uh, new websites. But I'm just saying that so that we put it into context. Who was he talking to? He was talking to people who thought that they were related to the ancient Israelites. But the only relation that they had with these ancient Israelites was a perverted form of the Torah, and Isa was there to correct it. You see, the Torah had already been uh, perverted and changed, not all of it, but a goodly enough portion of it to make it perverted. And they were under the control of the Sadducees and the Pharisees who were just like today's um, uh, uh, Muslim Alim who are just reciting and no longer thinking. They're following a certain pattern and their leaders were already worshiping Iblis in secret. You read the book of Ezekiel and this was made very, very clear there. 
very, very clear. And Isa called them out on the temple steps for doing this, and that's why they wanted to kill him. Okay, so he's talking to his disciples in this context. Okay, because certainly that's not the entire context, but it's enough for our purposes here. And uh, so he's saying, okay, uh, his disciples says, please, uh, master, please excuse me. I, I need to go bury my father. You see, he's just died uh, as soon as I've arranged for his funeral. And the Jews buried their dead the same day, you see. Uh, they're just like the Muslims. You, you, somebody dies, you put them in the ground if you can before the sun sets. So uh, he said, oh, my father's just died. Please let me, excuse me, I want to go bury him. And Jesus looked at him cold as a stone and said, let the dead bury the dead. Oh, 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 oh. Are you getting this? Let the dead bury the dead. Now, this is not something that's uh, discussed in uh, most popular Christian venues, let alone Islamic venues. Nobody wants to touch this statement because, well, because it means literally what it says. Let the spiritually dead bury the physically dead. That's what Isa was saying. Mm, yes. You, you stay here with me because I have the Nur. I have the Hidayah. I am the living Hidayah. I am the living word. Okay. Me right here. Don't you go anywhere. You let those dead people who want to follow the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the Imams who are just merely reciting all their legalism. You let them bury the dead. You, brother, who've been assigned to me as my student, you stay here with me. Let them bury the dead. Let those dead in their heart, dead in their spirit, let them bury the dead. It's not incumbent upon you. Now, oh, that's a very cold-hearted thing to say, isn't it? Well, the day of judgment is very cold-hearted. It's a very cold day. It's not going to be, you know, all this warm, fuzzy feelings going about there. Even those who are saved are not going to be feeling comfortable that day. It's a very serious moment because it's the ultimate division of the truth from the lie and those who follow either school, you see. Now, so my response to people who want to call me a conspiracy theorist, I say, that's fine. If you don't want to listen to me, that's fine. Go be with the dead who are burying the dead and who are about to bury more of their dead, okay? One of my students just contacted me and said that there's a whole bunch of Muslims dying in larger numbers in South Africa, and nobody understands why, and they're trying to blame it on COVID. It's not COVID. We don't know exactly what it is, but it, I can tell you right now, it's not COVID. There is no COVID. This is just a made-up fabrication. 
The virus has never been isolated. And I'm going to tell you once one, another thing. The measles virus has never been isolated. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was just proven in court just a few years ago in Germany. Proven in court with sound scientific evidence. Never been isolated. So these imams who are talking about, you know, taking the vaccines or, or promoting all this vaccine uh, business, because that's what it is. It's a business. It's not medical treatment. It's a business. Okay. And it's a business of deception. They're leading the dead and they are spiritually dead leading the dead. And they're given over to a strong delusion, which the scripture also says, well, if they don't, if you're not going to perform tafakur, and if you're not going to connect your intellect with the ru and receive nor, well, I, there's only one other religion you can follow, you see, and that's the religion of delusion. That's the religion of the lie. And that's what we're talking about, what's going to take place on Judgment Day. And that has everything to do with that statement, let the dead bury the dead. It's all Tawheed. There's no disconnect between anything I've just said. It. It's all Tawheed. It's all the same spiritual principle. It is a spiritual law. And this spiritual law is far above what people call Shariah got nothing to do with Sharia. Sharia, however, has everything to do with spiritual law. Mm. <laughs> so everything is inverted now, you see. So the popular, uh, uh, the popular uh, preachers and imams, they are popular because they're telling the people what they want to hear. I, on the other hand, am not popular because I don't care what you want to hear. I really don't care what you want to hear. Do you think Isa cared what that young man wanted to hear? The young man wanted to hear, okay, son, go ahead, be very good to your mama, to all your relatives, be a good looking little perfect Muslim and then come back to me when you're finished. Is that what Isa said? No. Is that what the young man wanted to hear? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. So Isa uh, spoke very purposely and he spoke metaphorically in that one little phrase, that one little sentence, let the dead bury the dead. So <clears throat> yeah, you can let that be the theme for this little <laughs> talk here, sister. let the dead bury the dead because that's what they're going to do. And Everything that I and others, uh, if you go to my website, zaidpub.com, uh, um, I've been keeping pretty close track on a daily basis of all of the leading conspiracy theorists, you see, <laughs> and all of the scientific evidence that counters the mainstream narrative. So we have this mainstream narrative, which is under the uh, uh, auspices of the Hand of Iblis, and it's disseminated through the 
Freemasonic uh, cults and related cults. They work together. The Freemasons aren't the other ones, but aren't the only ones, but the Freemasons are the major bureaucratic hand under uh, these various um, houses uh, that, um, like the Rothschilds and those above them, the Rothschilds are not at the top of the pyramid. No, there, there are families above them that we don't, you don't know about, you don't hear about. But the Freemasons are, they're a bureaucratic uh, 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 system established by the British Commonwealth and, and, this, and this whole thing is established by the, what the people call the Illums or the Illuminati, okay? They infiltrated the ancient system. There is an ancient system and these were honest, hardworking men who had talents, who had skills, builders, architects, scientists, okay? Chemists, all of these people with knowledge. They perverted the knowledge they entered, entered into these, um, these fellowships of honest men and they made them all dishonest with false promises. And the whole thing, the whole system is given over to a false delusion. And if you read their literature, they say we purposely delude the lower classes. We purposely mislead them. They don't know what's really taking place. <laughs> if you read the literature, this is what's taking, this is what's happening. They admit it. And most of them, including the Frankfurt School, who have subverted the uh, higher cultures uh, this past century, were, most of them were Jews. Most of them were Jews who went to bury the dead. You see? <laughs> most of them are the spiritually dead who are now burying the physically dying. And they're, 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 they're applauding it, you see. And so the people who are following the mainstream media are merely reciting what they've been told by liars, by professional liars, by professional propagandists, okay? So when I say that these people, uh, like the man in question, I've forgotten his name, I, I, you know, anyway, they don't know the history. And I know this full, full, I know this from primary experience. I've, I've sat in meetings with these Alim. They have no idea about the occult history of their enemies. They have no idea what the enemies of Islam have done historically, how they have infiltrated, what doctrines they preach, what organizations they use. They don't know. They don't know. And when they sit down and talk with someone like me, they get scared. An honest man doesn't get scared. An honest man, okay, is not afraid. An honest man says, oh my God, I have really been mistaken. May Allah have mercy on me. Tell me more doctor. I don't want to continue in error any longer. And I certainly don't want to be amongst those who lie to the people. Because those who lie to the people, and especially those who knowingly lie to the people, have no place in Jannah as leaders. None. Now, 
let's take this a step further, if I may. Uh, about 30 years ago or so, maybe longer, uh, various of the Islamic authorities declared Freemasonry uh, haram, completely and totally haram. Okay. Yet, wherever you go in Muslim countries, there are these Freemasonic temples. And wherever you go in the Freemasonic uh, countries, you see the Freemasonic leaders rolling out the red, you see the Muslim leaders rolling out the red carpet for Freemasonic members. And they allow these people to govern, <laughs> to govern their people. They adopt all of their systems. Rather than creating their own system of banking, for example, they follow the Freemasonic system. And this system derives from the Templars, and the Templars were the arch enemies of Islam. Okay. Yeah, there were a few decent knights amongst them, and Salahuddin had a, a, a decent relationship with a few of them, but for the most part, he hunted them down and killed them, you see because they were enemies. These people are the same nature because their cult is satanic, you see. They're the same nature of the, uh, uh, of the witch of Alat temple. You recall when the prophet entered Mecca, uh, there were, you know, he, he forgave all the people except for a few, you see. There were a few he did not forgive. And some of those were, no, were the political leaders who knowingly lied to the people, okay, and the witch of Alat, and whoever was there with her. He sent Khalid back to murder her, because that's how dangerous she was, you see. And this whole system, the whole system, the whole bureaucratic system, that the mainstream media is now under, that all of the global governance is under, is under this system. It's under the system of Alat. Alat is, is the wicked system. It's the wicked occult system. It's the wicked occult satanic system that traces itself back to human sacrifice. All over the world, the same system, the same trinity, you can find the same trinity of these goddesses everywhere, these daughters of Islam, these daughters of Allah, okay? Allah, Allah was the main, and she's the major one because she was a copy of the mother of all the goddesses. The mother of all the goddesses, and her name was Sibyl. And she and her origin can be traced back to pre-Dravidian days, okay? Now, why am I saying that? Well, because Sybil became the symbol uh, for the mother of Isa, as adopted into the Catholic Church, all right? The Vatican sits on her ancient temple. Sybil was brought in by Constantine and her statue was actually taken from the mountain, placed in uh, the, uh, uh, what became a cathedral in, uh, in a, a Christian cathedral and 
and told to people, this is the mother of Isa. Okay, they just took the same idols and changed the name. Occultly, they kept on worshiping these same spiritual entities. Okay. It's all magic, it's all black magic. It's the same system of magic that the prophet Warren Kozru about. And this whole system was perfected by two systems, perfected in Babylon and perfected by Pharaoh in Egypt. And after Isa, and at the same time that Muhammad came, both of these systems were brought together by the Jews because the Jews had learned the Babylonian system and they learned the Egyptian system and they brought them together in Alexandria. Then they imported the whole system to Europe through Rome. And part of that import was the creation of what the early, Catholic, uh, what the early church became. Because Isa did not come to establish a church. He came to warn the Jews to tell them to return to the law of Musa and wait for Muhammad. This is on public record. But what did the Jews do? Well, an honest Jew became a Muslim, you see, when Muhammad arrived. And that's why the chief rabbi of Mecca spent that whole night with Muhammad in conversation, in tafakur, not recitation, in tafakur, having a conversation, going back and forth. And what do you say about this, Muhammad? And Muhammad responds. And then the rabbi thinks and he says, and what do you say about this? And all night long this went on. And by the time the morning arrived, this man was a Muslim. And the Quran and the Hadith say he was the most learned Jew. And what happened to the Jews? They rejected him <laughs> as soon as he became a Muslim. You see, this is how it is. So these people brought this system of Allah into Europe through Rome, through what became the Christian church and then the Catholic church because the early Christian church was not Catholic yet. It didn't become Catholic as we know it until about the ninth century. And as this occurred, they formed various kinds of offshoots of different societies. The Rosicrucians, they infiltrated the monasteries. They infiltrated all of the royals. And by the 19th century, by the end of the 19th century, they had married into almost every noble royal bloodline that the Europeans ever had. And they converted all of these people to the system of the Kabbalah. And this system of the Kabbalah is what has established Freemasonry. And even if you are not a Freemason, in name, you're a Freemason by um, association. You see, uh, and she said, well, you could say, oh, well, he's a, he's a Knight of Malta. They're not Freemasons. They're the enemies of Freemasons, are they? They work <laughs> for the same goals. They both serve Rome, you see. 
They both serve the Vatican. And at the Vatican, at the, the, the Pope is not the leader of the Vatican. The Jesuits are, the black Pope is, and there's a leader above him. There's a, there's a leader above uh, the black Pope who tells the black Pope what to do. The black Pope tells the white Pope what to do. And the white Pope tells all the cardinals and bishops what to do. Now, you have a few of these people who are, you know, renegades and they don't like what the Pope is doing and they publish their own little encyclicals and whatnot. But the Catholic Church is, is in fact, uh, monolithic. If you, if you look at it um, over the centuries, despite all of their fightings and squabbles, they still follow the same system. And the same system is that of the Trinity. And this Trinity is that of the Kabbalah. And the, this Trinity of the Kabbalah is that of the ancient mystery religions. It's not Jewish. It became Jewish, <laughs> you see. So it's the system of the hand of Iblis. That's what it is. And they are governing the world now, all of it, the banking systems, the educational systems, the political systems, all of this stuff. They're governing all of it. And they're the ones who are propagandizing the current COVID crisis, which is destroying completely destroying the last group of people who could withstand them, and that's the middle-class business people and the middle-class um, uh, uh, educators and whatnot, academics, those, those who stand independently. They can't make a living anymore. And they're going to make it so that you can't make a living without this COVID certificate, you see? That's what's happening. And our imams are saying, go along with it, go along with it, jump into the hole with them. They're stupid. They're disconnected from Noor. They are not being guided. They are listening to the strong delusion. It's very simple. And you don't need to recite scripture to figure this out. It helps you to know scripture to figure it out. But you see, I'm not reciting it in scripture. And I'm making it very clear that this is what's occurring. And I'm not even referring, referring to the scientific literature. If you want to read the scientific literature, it's on my website. It's there. Anyone can read it. But no, what happens here? People don't want to read anymore. They don't want to take the time to research. They want to be fed a recitation. They want the easy answer that the disciple of Esau wanted. That's what they want. They want to be told, you're okay, just go be a good boy and come back. <laughs> yeah, no, let the dead bury the dead, sister. That's my response. And uh, I'm not concerned about them. They're not my responsibility. My responsibility is to you as my host and to your listeners as those hoping to hear the truth against all odds one of my one of my uh, disciples one of my students uh, just asked me and said well you know there's a lot of people out there who really like you and i said look we have a forum here and this forum has how many members 
about 60 people if we push it. And I said, now you compare that to the thousands upon thousands who are following these popular imams and uh, Billions, how popular, <laughs> yeah, how popular am I then? You see, I said, no, I'm not popular. I'm not liked. I'm actively disliked. This man just cursed me, mm -hmm. you see. No, I'm not cursing him, but I am telling everyone who has the ear to hear is that the truth will be made known very, very soon, and he will be proven to be a liar. Okay, there's no curse on that, certainly not for me. That's a spiritual law. That's what will happen, you see. And I don't have to worry about it because I really do know what the truth is. I have read the scientific literature. I have been there personally. I am a medically tr tr trained, professionally trained medical doctor. I understand these things. People like him do not understand the physiology involved. Not at all. Not at all. Most Muslims don't have an iota of scientific knowledge. They're all just reciting, reciting, reciting. It's like a spinning wheel here. You know, it's a broken record. You ever had, you had the old plastic discs, I remember them. You get a scratch on them, they go, mm, mm, and they keep on saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. It's circular logic, it doesn't go anywhere. It just goes around and around and around and it blips 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 and you can follow that blip until you walk right off the bloody cliff. And that's what's happening. Dear sister, unfortunately, very sadly, that's what's happening. And I'm just describing it metaphorically. Uh, these vaccines are dangerous. Already the reactions to them are, the negative reactions to them are 10 times, 50 times in some reports worse and they're trying than to, to cover normal. It up. And they're trying to cover it up than the flu vaccines. The flu vaccines never worked. And not only that sister, this is not a vaccine. It's a medical device, okay? And it's, it doesn't even qualify scientifically according to the definitions as a vaccine, yet they're calling it a vaccine. And this fool who just cursed me is calling it a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. It's not a vaccine at all. It's a deliberately designed tool to help the cause of transhumanism and to lead the people astray and to destroy their lives new normal, <laughs> reset. <laughs> All of these are propaganda terms. The man of God is going to stand his ground and call it what it is, because that's what Adab is. Adab is calling something what it is. If they're liars, I'm here to say they are liars. And this man is lying right along with them He's lying to his people, right along with them. And I know that he's lying. He doesn't know that he's lying. May Allah have mercy upon him. I mean, that's the shame, you see.
That's the shame that is coming upon not only the medical doctors, but it's coming upon alim like him who don't know that they're lying. This shame will catch up to them. It will cover them like mud. It's better they repent before that day happens. Now, I think I handle that in a way that most people who are listening could, could hear. If I've confused anybody, if I've confused you, sister, please help me to uh, unconfuse you. So no, if you was, have any questions. That was crystal clear. Um, I do have one question pertaining to this, and then I would like to get into the questions from some listeners. Okay. My question is, what advice would you give to people who are trying to show their loved ones what is going on? I'm hearing a lot of um, friction and divisiveness going on within families. Families are being torn apart by this. Some mm. families want to follow these, these pop stars and mm -hmm. you know their family members are trying to show them the light, but they refuse to mm. accept that. So what advice would you give to people who find themselves in this situation? Well, let's go back to Isa and his disciple. That was uh, pretty divisive. Okay? Now, if you're going to follow the Quran, and if you're going to then accept the Sunnah of all the prophets without making distinction, because that's what the Quran says, then you have to take that lesson very seriously. So uh, I've had several uh, students um, approach me about this and there are there are people there are two there there, there are different categories of um, people in these situations and um, there are the helpless and let's just make two let's make two 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 categories the helpless and those who can help themselves okay so to avoid stripe if you're amongst those who can help themselves, separate yourself from them. It'd be better. Matter of fact, that's the prophet's advice. He said, when you see all these things happening, go live, take your goats and your, your sheep or whatever you've got, go live like the Bedouin. That doesn't, he's not saying stay with your family who are following those who cannot think any further. The prophet did not say that. The prophet did not tell the young man, go join the line of the dead. He said, let the dead bury the dead. Okay. So I can't make it any clearer than that. Of course, there are all these filial uh, uh, sensations and um, uh, considerations that people want to get involved with. But is that clear thought? No. That's the realm of feeling, you see. And that is where Iblis gets you. That is where Iblis gets you trapped. He gets people trapped because of feelings. So when Isa or I say something like, let the dead bury the dead, well, if your parents want to go to hell, let them. You separate yourself. We're we're attacked as being cold-hearted, you see? Well, uh, how cold-hearted is God on the day of judgment? 
Is God going to be entertaining feelings <laughs> on the day of judgment? I don't think so. I don't think so. Truth is the truth, a lie is a lie. If you want to entertain the lie and call yourself someone who is submitted to the truth, <laughs> you're going to compromise yourself. And there's no peace in that. There's no asakaina in that. Okay. So if you want asakaina, you have to separate yourself from the people who are following the lie. So what, here's the sunnah. The prophetic sunnah is this. And I'm not just talking about the Muhammad. I'm talking about all of the prophets. The prophetic sunnah is this. The prophets went, they warned the people, and they were either murdered by these people or Allah removed them from the midst of the people he was about to judge. Okay? Remove them. Either way, they were removed, you see. <laughs> so you have to fear Allah not fear your parents' wrath. Better to fear the wrath of Allah. Okay? It, it, it's better to, to separate yourself and not be associated with those. Uh, well, here's the other principle that's always throughout all of the scripture, and especially in the Quran, it's repeated throughout the Quran, uh, and uh, especially with having to deal with the day of judgment and the dead who are going to be dead forever. And uh, we'll talk about that and I'll, I'll, I'll clarify that in just a minute. Um, what happens is that the, the people who are going to be dead forever are separated already from God, even as they live. Even as they live, they're already separated. So they have a, you have a, you have two, you have two, two realms of uh, blessing. There's a blessing that uh, belongs to everybody. And this is, this is the natural life. Okay. Even a criminal is going to be good to his wife if he wants her to be good to him in bed. So he'll do something nice for him, for her. This is, this is natural uh, thinking. It's not supernatural thought. So, you know, he, uh, the criminal, this kind of criminal, a murderer, thieving criminal, he appears to be, have all the blessings of life when in fact he doesn't. He has the natural grace that falls upon uh, everyone. But there's a supernatural grace that falls upon those who are experiencing moment by moment hidayah. Those who are not just reciting, those who are in active conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I mean that literally. It's not a figurative thing. Okay? Those who are, who are receiving the genuine signs, the genuine visions, the genuine dreams that guide them through difficult situations in life. Okay? So, what did the prophet say about the people who follow natural leaders versus the supernatural leaders. Well, the prophet said on the day of judgment that those who followed Buddha are going to follow Buddha. <laughs> those who followed, uh, you know, so-and-so, they're going to follow him. 
wherever, whoever you follow in this life, you will follow in the next. Wherever their destination is, you know. So this is an absolute. I'm not making this up. So if you're following someone who is uh, giving you sound advice, and that sound advice is based not on recitation, but on tafakur, and that tafakur is based on the revelation, you see, not recitation. It's based on real thought. It's real, based on real meditation, of real study of the active science, of real adab, not polite adab. People have this uh, idea that adab is just being polite. Ah, assalamu alaikum, inshallah. You know, be nice, welcome, brother, sister. That's not adab. That's just uh, social protocol. Adab is calling something what it is. That's the Adamic description of Adab. That was the Adamic, Adamic task. That's what Allah told Adam to do. And the angels were amazed because Adam knew more than them. You see? Say, oh, well, how many Muslims know more than the angels now? If you don't know science, you don't know more than the angels. Okay? Are you getting the drift of this? So if you're going to follow a moron who has no scientific knowledge and obey him, <laughs> well, then in the afterlife, that's what you're going to do. And what does the scripture say again and again and again about this? And I'll try to bring this full circle. Um, is that on the day of judgment, there's going to be a group of people that Allah's going to confront, and they're all they're going to give excuses, just like Adam gave the excuse. Oh, that woman you gave me, she made me eat, and then she he talks to the Allah talks to the woman, and he says, "Oh, that serpent, you know, he it's his fault." And these people are going to say, "Well, we're just doing what our fathers did. <laughs> we're just following what our fathers did. We're just following these traditions." We're not thinking anymore. We're just following. We don't need to think. We just follow. It's not our fault. We stopped thinking. <laughs> and I can just see Muhammad sitting there like this. Yeah. They stopped thinking, did they? You see that, Al Ghazali? Yeah, they stopped thinking. Yeah. Rumi, you see? Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to warn them too. Yeah. yeah. They stopped thinking. They just followed. Let the dead follow and let the dead bury the dead. Okay? That's what's happening, dear sister. That's what's happening. And please don't forget this realm of science. Muslims have abandoned it, all but a few all but a few. There's only a few Muslim doctors standing up now and taking a public stance in this area. They know the science, like I do. They're, these public imams, these, these, these um, imam, 
uh, imams, these uh, popular imams, they don't know the science. They're just reciting the propaganda. They're, they're, what they're telling what they're telling their people is that, you know, all these authorities who work for the hand of Iblis are telling you the truth. Why don't you believe them? I believe them. And I'm your imam. What's wrong with you people? Cursed is the man who thinks I'm wrong. Oh, 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 oh. Allah have mercy on them. Allah cause them, may Allah cause them to repent before it's too late. Okay, next question. How is the occult and the feminist movement connected? The occult and the what? Feminist movement. Feminist movement? Yes. Oh, well. Does that need a whole episode on its own? Well, we can, we can touch on that. Uh, it's a good question. It's a serious question. And, and it's something that I have... Um, I have uh, entertained in some of my lectures uh, that are soon going to be posted online, inshallah. Um, these, um, I, I've made a system, uh, I, I've, I've developed pretty much the equivalent of a university course in uh, the occult. Uh, it's a system of about 20 to 24 hours lectures, uh, 24 hours worth of lectures. And uh, I hope to do more uh, in a different realm uh, in years to come. So what does this have to do? Well, with the occult, the feminist movement is, um, has everything to do with the second person of the Trinity, which is called in the Kabbalic uh, system, uh, 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 the uh, uh, wisdom or Sophia. Uh, it's one of the reasons you have the, 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 um, the shrine in Istanbul, in Constantinople, called Sophia, the uh, cathedral there, whatever it's called. Uh, it's called Sophia, and it's called, uh, this, this is a feminine term that refers to wisdom. And what I've been trying to do is explain how the wisdom is formed by uh, it, the proper intellection being joined with the rule. And that only comes by a tafakur on the revel rev not just revelation, but on scientific knowledge. You see, what you have now is a system of um, uh, that's governing the, the global uh, uh, world. Uh, the global system is divorced from revelation knowledge. It's not considering it. It pays homage to it, but uh, not in detail. You see not in the correct details. So if we want to pay homage to uh, wisdom, well, we have uh, the Statue of Liberty. We have uh, you know, Britannia in, uh, in, in Great Britain. We have Europa in Europe for the European Union. These are mother goddesses and they represent Sophia. They represent the second person of the Trinity, which is sometimes affiliated also with uh, Isa himself. You know, it's part of the occult system. And you have occultists who are saying, well, Isa was not married, he was gay. And uh, which means that he's, you know, he's kind of goes both ways and makes him 
balanced. You see, he's a more balanced individual. And we've got these all these male chauvinists run around. They're not in touch with their wisdom. They're not in touch with their Sophia. They're not in touch with their Christ. So, <laughs> you see, um, uh, we, they've got to be balanced, you see. And so they've got to get in touch with their um, feminine spirit, which means they've got to become a little bit... Um, liberal in their sexual mores and uh, swing both ways, you see. Now, if you look at the Statue of Liberty, um, you study her carefully, she's an androgyne. She's that, that, that statue is not feminine. It's not a, that's not a feminine statue. That's not, that's not my idea of what a woman should be. It's certainly not, but it's their idea of what their high priest should be because the high priest, according to the Kabbalah, is an androgyne. See, or the perfect high priest is the hermaphrodite. And uh, David can talk about this uh, in greater detail than even I can, probably. Um, but all of this uh, emphasis on the feminine is 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 has it has um, it has two purposes. One is to divide husband from wife, which was the secret uh, taught by Harut and Marut. And um, the other is to create uh, an ideal center of worship uh, that, is, uh, that deviates from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So people are worshiping the Virgin Mother of God, you see. This is the Catholic thing. It's even an Orthodox thing. Uh, if you look at Putin, Putin's got, uh, uh, he, he, he kisses, literally, uh, the, uh, 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 the icon of the Black Madonna. He keeps it in his office, you see. And Putin's a Jew. <laughs> He's spawned by, you know, so the whole thing is mixed up. It's messed up. So they, they want people to worship women instead of worshiping Allah. So it's, it's a confusion, it creates confusion. And it is part of the occult system. When Rome was being threatened by uh, Hannibal, they imported, Rome imported a, an icon, the black cube of the mother goddess, you see, from, from the center of Turkey. They brought it in and set it up as an idol in Rome. And then they, they attributed their victory over Hannibal to this black cube, to the mother goddess, you see. So it's all uh, connected with the occult rituals and occult practice of black magic. There's no doubt about that. Feminism is there to destroy divine order. And we've talked about divine order for, for quite some time in the past, dear sister. And um, you'll, you'll, there, there's, there's Allah, there's the Khalifa, there's the Khalifa's spouse, and then there's the children, and then there's the animal realm. And somewhere in the middle there, we have the angels and these other creatures. We don't know really where all of their positions are because the adab on that has been hidden from us, you see. That world is hidden from us. They can see us, but we can't see them unless they want us to see them and unless Allah gives them permission to see us. You see? So uh, when an angel appears, you know, it's by Allah's permit. 
when a jinn appears, it's also by Allah's permission, you see. Everything's by Allah's permission, and this follows spiritual laws. So when you disturb those spiritual laws, you are then entering the realm where Allah gives permission to the reprobate jinn, the unsaved jinn, the un-Islamic jinn, to harass you. And they will either harass you, cause you chaos, cause you disturbances and physical illness and mental illnesses, or they will lead you down the path of strong delusion. You know, depends on who you are and what your gifts are. Because all of our gifts are from Allah. They're part of the natural uh, system given to us. And we can choose by virtue of our will whether to, whether to serve him or to serve the enemy of Allah. And most people are not putting their intellect with the rule so that Noor allows them to make the right choice to affect their will. So that Allah does not become their hands, their feet, their eyes, their ears, and they cannot serve him because of grand, grand amounts of ignorance and misguidance. And that's what's taking place. So, and feminism, feminism is part of that misguidance. And it was definitely a plan put into practice by the Frankfurt School under the auspices of this man called Marcuse. And Marcuse was uh, uh, a, a Jew and a, a, a pervert of the highest order. Most of those Frankfurt School Jews were perverts. They were homosexuals or pederasts or uh, or pedophiles uh, in, in, in any, there, there's not a one of them was a decent individual. They were all perverted. And they all formed this subversive plan to subvert the culture, all of Western cultures, and they did it through education and philosophy. And feminism was part of that program. It was taken up by the CIA. The CIA actually hired feminists put them in position to mislead the people, just like doctors have been put into position to mislead the people over this whole entire COVID. And Fauci, by, way, by the way, is not a doctor. Okay. So, and he's, he's one of their people, okay, put into position to mislead the entire world over this whole COVID thing. The feminists of the 60s and 70s were also put into position by the CIA under the auspices of the Frankfurt School, this Jewish school that was trans, transported during the Second World or before the Second World from Germany into America, into Columbia University and various universities all over the all over the states, and they got into high academic positions, and they started pushing this program. And from there, you have the entire homosexual feminist uh, venue coming into play, and they actually confess in their literature that this was done on purpose to subvert divine order, the natural order, in order to bring communism to the entire world. And that's what's taking place now. Papers, please. Sorry, you can't get on this plane unless you have your papers. This is Bolshevism. This is Nazism. It's the same thing, same system, same authoritarian uh, nonsense. 
all the people who are obeying this system in uniforms and enforcing it, filling out all the forms, performing these forms, performing the tests, they're all following the same system of tyranny. That's what it is. Feminism is part of that system. It causes the confusion to allow this tyranny to enter and subvert divine order. And is it the fault of the women? No, it's the fault of the men. It's always the fault of the men who fail to stand up and be informed warriors, who fail to stand up and say, no, you will not cross. I like that from the Lord of the Rings, that one great scene where, uh, you know, there the wizard is standing there and confronting this great big giant demon and he's stamps on the bridge and say, you will not cross, you will not pass. <laughs> yeah, this is, the, this is what men are supposed to do, sister. This is what men are, and they're not doing it. We've talked about the warrior before. Okay, so another question? Yes. As breakage of families is the main weapon of Iblis, when I try to analyze and look around, I see that it is a very problematic situation that most Muslim countries now have 18 years age limit for getting married. In, the Euro in Europe, lots of youth, they end up turning to Zina instead. Why is it that Islamic scholarship is turning a blind eye to it? It almost seems certain that mainstream scholarship is in some secret alliance with feminists. All right, I, I missed I missed the first part of the question. Read the, read the first uh, statement again, the first sentence. As breakage of families is the main weapon of Iblis. When I try yes. to analyze yes. and look around, I see that it is a very problematic situation that most of Muslim countries now have 18 years age limit for getting married. Uh, yeah, okay. So, well, this is, I'm not, this is more of a statement than it is a, a question, although the question is there, why is it that, that the Elim are sort of following the, the, the Western stream here? Well, I've just answered that. <laughs> That's what they're, they're not thinking anymore. They're just following. And uh, the people under these Elim are just following right along. Um, but I, I've written quite a lot uh, about uh, marriage and um, its purpose and on this subject. And um, we really should devote a, another session to this uh, with okay. more specific detail, okay? And um, it would probably help if we had uh, one or two other people on board uh, to uh, form a bit of a forum so that we could have a conversation back and forth and not just uh, depend upon uh, me uh, for such a, a tender and important topic, although I'm well versed with it. The, the problem is, I'll try to be succinct, okay? The problem is that uh, Muslim Alim have missed the whole point of marriage. The whole point of marriage is union with Allah. And that union with Allah is reflected in the union with your spouse. Because the union is an expression of love. And it's at the same time, the union is an expression of absolute submission to this love. And who created the love? 
who created the lust, who created the whole thing, who designed the bodies, who designed the desire, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did. Okay, why? So that we would be forced to submit to his design. Now, let me make that clear. Forced to submit to his design. This is a compulsion. It's not something you choose to do. It's something you have to do. Okay? And if you don't do it properly, you're going to deviate one way or another. And the only proper format is marriage. So, if we want to truly submit to Allah's will, marriage is the sunnah. He said, the prophet said marriage is the sunnah. Not only that, he said it's half the deen. Okay? And I'm here to tell you that all of the deen proceeds from marriage. Because if you don't get it right in marriage, then what you take to the street is also going to be wrong. Okay? So Alim have missed this whole thing. And they've missed it because they're chauvinist. And their chauvinist is because they followed the Arab example. It's real simple. It's not complicated. Okay? They're not looking at their women as companions. They're not looking at their wives as their closest companion, the one assigned to them to complete their deen. Without that complementarity, the deen is wanting and all you get is recitation. And that's all we're getting. So this is a very good question and it's a very good point because marriage is at the crux of this whole thing. And feminism is destroying marriage because the men have become chauvinist and they're divorced even if they're married, even if they lie with their women in bed and have sex with them, they're divorced from them spiritually because of their mindset. They're looking at the woman as a sex symbol, as a servant rather than as a companion, their closest neighbor, the one who knows them best. Okay? The only one who knows them better than their wife is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Isn't that true, sister? Of course it is. Okay? So, if we are clothing for each other in marriage, you better make sure that the clothes fit. <laughs> so, that, that automatically, that automatically excludes forced marriage. And what are Muslims doing? They're forcing marriage. Not only that, they're marrying, they're marrying just for sexual gratification and then abandoning the mothers and the child and the children. Okay, that's what they're doing. So how is the deen of Islam going to come into the street and be made known as the best way of life when that's what the men are doing? <laughs> it's impossible. That's why when they go to Juma, they fall asleep during the recitation because the deen is not there. The hidayah is not there. And why is it not there? Because it's not in the marriage bed 
either. And that's where they meet Allah Subhana at the moment. At the moment, at the moment they complete the sex act and they collapse and become unconscious and helpless because that's what it's designed to do. It's designed to make the man realize how helpless he really is because he's compelled to do this thing he has no control over. So if you're going to do it, do it right. Give it your best. Learn it well. It's an art. It's a specific technique. And you're not there just to please yourself. You're there also to please your companion. And in doing so, you're performing a good deed. And good deeds begin in the marriage bed. It's the best place to perform them. Then they go out from there and they spiral. And they, the circle of good deeds expands. And this is the tree of life. When you destroy marriage, you are destroying the tree of life. You're divorcing the tree of life. Yeah. So that's why in a brief, a very brief answer, why marriage is being attacked. Because if you destroy the tree of life, there's only one other tree you can turn to, and that's the tree of Zakum. And we all know where that leads. Right, uh, a couple more questions. Why do media outlets like Fox News and others reveal key people like George Soros or Jeffrey Epstein and groups like Bilderberg and events like Bohemian Grove when they possibly all work for the deep state? Well, they want to pretend that they're legitimate. It's part of the pretense. So it's just like the, 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 the enemy of Islam who uh, infiltrates Islam and becomes a mufti. Okay, this has happened. And so um, uh, the Mufti of Jerusalem was like that. The, uh, the various uh, Islamic leaders were, were infiltrators. They want to appear to have all the right signs. They want to appear to be uh, working for the people. So they will, um, they will make a revelation and, you know, 90% of it, 95% of it will, will be true. But after all these years of being introduced to Bohemian Grove or to George Soros or uh, anything else, of the, anybody else, has anything ever been done about it? No. Epstein was finally arrested, but was he murdered? Probably not. Uh, there's, there's convincing evidence that the body that was shown on all the mainstream mediums uh, was not his body. And so I expect that he's hiding out someplace uh, and uh, is, uh, you know, pretty comfortable at the moment. Um, in any case, the cult will sacrifice some of its own in order to maintain an appearance of righteousness, in order to maintain uh, an appearance of, uh, you know, nobility, if you will, 
So they will, and what it does, it winds up confusing people. These people have absolute control <coughs> of what is um, being spread on the news. And if you follow Fox News and then you look at all of your local news reports throughout the country, they're all reading the same script. No one's reporting independently. And if anybody does go off the script, they're fired. Okay. And if anyone is allowed to speak anything that appears to be uh, oppositional, you can, you can bet on it that it is a controlled opposition. And even if people speak the truth as part of the controlled opposition or even genuine opposition, nothing is ever done about it. You see? So what is this? These are words. Words don't mean the thing if they're not acted on, you see? So you can say all the truth, you can write all the truth that you want until it reaches the ears or the minds or the heart or the will of somebody who's got his hand on the gun or the sword, it's not gonna make a bit of difference. And they know this because they've got all the guns, they've got their hands on all the admirals, on all the generals, they're controlled. There are no patents left who can oppose them. There is no centurion. There is no uh, palace guard that's going to take the head of the cruel tyrant and then elevate a new emperor, okay? It's not gonna happen. They control all of these men. And this, recent thing that just happened at the White House last week, two weeks ago, that was all, that was a, like a, a vaudeville sideshow, a carnival act, okay? That it, it was all staged. Almost all of that was staged. So um, the country's being thrown in confusion. It's being thrown into confusion by the mainstream media. And Fox News is part of the mainstream media. So if they, if they run a piece that appears to be genuinely oppositional, believe me, it might well be, but they're not going to, there's no, there's no lawyer going to act on it, you see, because the legal system is completely corrupt and it's controlled by a different system other than what people think. There's no sovereignty in the legal system in America. It's not sovereign anymore. The sovereignty was sold in 1871 to the Commonwealth. It was sold to the Crown in 1871. The United States of America Corporation does not work for the people, it works for the Crown. And so you have two systems of law. And if you claim sovereign law, sovereignty according to the law of the land or common law you have to you and that you need to be well versed in that law you can force the judge to actually walk out of the room and then have to re-enter if you say the right words because then he has to rule under a different jurisdiction right now the jurisdiction is under the commonwealth which is ruled by the crown not the queen the crown is the city of london that's the realm of the Rothschilds, and Rothschilds is also ruled, okay? So all of this is set up. The whole wicked system is set up legally. It's in place legally, yeah? It can be fought, and it has been fought 
on the basis of common law, but you need a common law lawyer in order to enter those court systems and show them that you're not the person on that birth certificate, that that's a false representation, that's an abstraction. You have to prove, you know, your blood is there. You may even have to cut a vein just to show them. <laughs> uh, but uh, what I'm saying is that there, the whole legal system is an abstraction. So when they give these, uh, 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 when, when they open up the, the, the propaganda to opposition, they know they cannot be opposed. They know that all legal channels are blocked and there's very, very few people who can enter their courts of law and oppose them. And even if you enter their courts of law and oppose them and win, which a few people have done, very few people, you still can't overthrow them. You don't have the guns to do it. You don't have the military might to do it. These so-called militia boys, they're, they're a joke. You know, they might stand for, you know, a, a few brief sorties, but they're, you know, they're going to, they'll, they'll be bombed to smithereens. They'll, they'll be melted by laser beams. <laughs> yeah, they'll be fried by microwaves. Yeah, you know, the Chinese have, the Chinese now have a, a rifle that can fry a person with microwave from a kilometer away. It looks like an M16. It looks like an AR15, this rifle. Okay, it can literally fry a person to death from a, a hole and it one kilometer away, probably even further now with microwaves. These weapons are there. They exist. God knows what they've got in the satellites from space now. We don't know. So they're holding all the cards. They're also holding all the weapons. While our Alim are following the propaganda and saying, it, just listen to the experts. Just listen to see he's on Fox News. He's an expert. See? He he he's well, this is look, he works for the NHS. This is an expert. <laughs> they're, they're following all the liars and then they're repeating the lie. They're not thinking. They're not studying. They're not reading the reports. They're too busy reciting. They're too busy praying. And as I told you before in other conversations, the people who run the cult, they will gladly give you millions of dollars so you can build a lovely mosque so people can come and do nothing but pray. Because prayer is useless. And it's especially useless if the angels have been instructed not to help you. And why aren't they helping you? Well, because you're following a lie. <laughs> it's real simple. God is not going to be mocked. He's not going to help liars. So when these people are falling off the cliff and the women are raising their hand and saying, where is the God of Muhammad like they did in Iraq and still do, that's why, sister. The angels are not going to chase the Meccans back to Mecca. Not for these imams, not at all. And the angels are going to stand there and say, well, what's he doing? Uh, you know, isn't he? Well, that's the one we're supposed to protect. Why isn't he helping the people? Have you forgotten, brother? He's letting the dead bury the dead. 
You remember what Isa said? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is what he said. Yeah, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Yeah, we can't help, can we? Nope. Spiritual law is higher than Sharia law. Higher. Okay. Have you had enough, sister? Or shall we go on? Oh, one more question. Okay. How do groups like Bilderberg, CFR, Club of Rome, and others all connect to the occult? And how do they protect their secrecy around uninitiated staff members? Well, that's, it's complicated and it's not. You, ha you have, you have, you know, you have this pyramid and as you go up the pyramid, the, the, the width of the sides of each of the pyramid you know, shrinks. So that by the time you get up to the top and you know, you've got so many layers. Um, by the time you get up to the top, you, you look four or five layers below you. They have no idea what you're doing. You know, so the, for example, when they set up the Freemasonic system after infiltrating it in 1717 uh, and completing the infiltration uh, with the help of the Jesuits um, and the Jacobites, etc especially in England, and then also in Paris. Uh, the, what they did, they, they set up a system of grandmasters, and these grandmasters would uh, always defer on certain points if they were challenged by anyone in the lodge. And they say, well, we'd have to, we'll have to consult the secret master. And who's the secret master? Nobody knew. You see, and the secret master was, uh, somewhere, always someplace else. Now, and some of these secret masters are now known, and uh, some of them are, are known as the, what they call the Baal Shems, and these were the top uh, 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 Jewish magicians, according to the Kabbalah circles. Now, <clears throat> when you talk about the, the Kalhal, which is a Jewish rabbinical system of governance, and you talk about the Kabbalah and the initiates at the top of the Kabbalah, you're, <clears throat> you're, you're referring to people that some of the, some of the people in the, uh, in the lower echelons of Jewry, the people who commonly attend synagogue, for example, they might know about, but they don't know what they, what they really do, you see. So it, it's, it's kind of like the Soviet system where you have this little uh, 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 baker and he might be out in uh, Siberia someplace and he might be the leader for the local lodge, but he has absolutely no idea what's going on in the Kremlin. He's just following orders, okay? So that's how it is. And so if a local lodge member in, uh, say, in the London Lodge is challenged on an issue, say, 200 years ago or 150 years ago, by somebody who is an astute scientist, he will say, well, I have to consult the, 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 the secret master. And then the secret master is run off someplace, and he doesn't know how to reach him. He's got to send the messenger. And the messenger has to, you know, <clears throat> leave a message someplace, and eventually, something comes back from the secret master and it's so, sort of directive and the directive may answer the question. It may say uh, an answer for that will be uh, arriving from uh, 
from the star of Sirius in about 20 years. So be patient. <laughs> this is how they work. And the people who are submitted to this system, they like their medals, you see. They like the sash across the, the chest, you know, like the king of Saudi when he visited the queen. And they, they, they like to wear the Grand Maltese cross here. They like all of these symbols. These symbols have to do with astrotheology, um, and they also have to do with certain degrees of uh, black magic. <clears throat> What's happening is that there's a certain there's a system of mind control that is established at each level, so that when a person is initiated up to a certain level, they are absolutely convinced that what they're learning is from God, okay? Now, and so it's like the, if you, if you imagine um, uh, Sir Galahad, you see, and his quest for the grail, noble, pure young man, okay, uh, who wields the sword only for the cause of justice. That's what many of these people think in their delusion. And so they, they go along with these plans and they follow the orders of their superiors. This is military. It's all a military system, you see. It's a strict military system. And the, the, the best example of that is the Jesuit order, because the Jesuit order is a military system. It's an absolute military system. It always was, it always remains. So uh, as even, even their educationals, they're submitted to a military form of governance very severe discipline. And they are never to countermand their superiors. So this is what happens in these occult circles. Now, there's another element here, and that is the element of ethical and moral compromise. So that a person may, might rise to a certain level of uh, association in these circles uh, and then if they're invited to the top of the pyramid, they then have to go through another initiation ceremony. And that often involves some form of human sacrifice, usually child sacrifice. <coughs> and if they agree to it, uh, that's fine. Then everybody in those circles knows those witnesses in that particular circle have witnessed that you have murdered this child and sacrifice them to, you know, whatever God, Moloch, or whatever you're, they, they say the, the devil is. And at the, at, so that's held against you. You see, you can't break that covenant anymore unless you want to suffer the legal consequences. And sometimes there's extra legal consequences. If you break that covenant, they will kill you themselves. And there are certain uh, elements, there are certain relationships that they have. They also have to, to uh, follow a certain degree of divine uh, relationship, divine uh, rules. So certain, some people are killable, other people are not killable. It's exactly like it is in the, that uh, John Wick series. Um, there are, there are, they have their own rules and regulations. And if you cross the boundaries of those rules, rules and regulations, you're then on your own. If you remain within them, then you'll, you'll have a sanctuary here, there, someplace. 
Now, below the, the level of the, uh, the top of the pyramid, that, that the golden triangle at the top, you have other bureaucrats. And they rise along these levels of initiation in various of these associations. Uh, and they're enjoying all of the perks, okay? All that they're doing, they're doing it out of, some may be doing it out of a sense of altruism, but you can be altruistic uh, and still be enjoying the perks, you see. You can, you can have enough money to afford another wife or a second home or a yacht or whatever the case might be. And depending on what your, situ your position is <coughs> and your importance to the organization, um, they may invite you to child sacrifice or they may not want to do that because they've already judged that you, you're not uh, material for that. You're not worthy of that or you can't be trusted with that particular level of wickedness. You see, and so they will compromise you by tempting you to do other things that are unethical and immoral, and then they they hold the evidence against you. Many of your politicians are in this position. That's why they pass legislation that doesn't make any sense. They have to do it. Otherwise, they'll be ruined. So they're cowards. Okay. The, the, uh, a man who recognizes that he's made a grievous error will stand up and take his punishment. Better to take your punishment now than in the hereafter, okay? And uh, these people are cowards, so they just keep on passing these rules and they, they remain in a position of compromise because they're enjoying the perks. They're walking around. I don't know how they sleep. They have to drug themselves to sleep because of their guilty consciousness and they have a guilt consciousness and the reason they had that is because they're not psychopaths <laughs> you see uh, the psychopaths are uh, elevated to the upper levels of the, the pyramid so as you get further down the, the pyramid for example you you have a, you know in these intelligence agencies there's always this excuse they say well why are we doing that sir well it's on a need to know basis and you don't need to know how many times have we seen that in the movies? We see it all the time. Well, that's not the Sunnah, you see. Uh, if you went to a Friday Juma uh, 1400 years ago and the uh, Caliph was standing up giving the, the, the kutbah, and then after the final prayer, there might have been a session for the public dissemination of uh, information. He would be challenged openly. Why are you doing this? The companions would speak. They would want to know, so the, and all the people would know. So there was no, uh, there was open disclosure. Now, that doesn't mean to say that there weren't certain circles of uh, more intimate information that was shared, but these, these circles had more to do with uh, uh, spiritual knowledge of a metaphysical nature uh, that, certain people would not be able to understand. There are certain hadiths say, you know, where one companion tells another companion, if I were to tell you what he said, you'd kill me. You see? <laughs> so uh, we don't know everything and we don't need to know everything. But in the circles that we're talking about, that the, the questioners asked, they don't want people to know what they're doing. 
and they don't want people to know their true motivations, just like they did. They don't want people to know that feminism comes out of the Jewish school of Frankfurt. Okay, they don't want people to know that. It the information is out there, the history is there, the literature is there. It's frankly admitted, but it's not admitted on prime time news. You see, they they will push the feminists as if this is a natural evolution of the human being, you see, when it's anything but natural. A feminist is one of the most unnatural manifestations of woman, woman you can find. Okay, the next most unnatural is a dyke. Okay, so, you know, there's, you know, this is not, there's nothing feminist about either one of them. Nothing really truly feminine about either one of them. The worst thing a woman can do is compete with her husband. That's the worst thing she can do. She, when, she, when a woman competes with her husband, she automatically sends him into the arms of another woman who will not compete. Okay. End of discussion. You don't need to discuss, go anywhere further than that. Okay. So these feminists are killing their fitra. All right. What, what Allah has put in them, they are destroying it and they're destroying their own destiny. And they don't understand this. They think they're being liberated. <laughs> mm. Anyway, all of these things, these motivations are kept hidden. So you can have a feminist lecturer who's been assigned, who's been assigned to a college provision, position <coughs> and given that position by virtue of the permission of someone at the top of the pyramid who's been assigned to uh, watch over all the academic positions in the world. And they'll say, okay, who do we have on board this year? Uh, so and so and so on. Yeah, yeah, you put this one over at Harvard, put this one over at Yale, and this one, you send them to the School of London, okay? But those people who've been sent to those positions, who've been admitted, they have no idea who made those decisions. None. They have no idea that the stuff that they are teaching was planned in occult circles 70 years ago, 100 years ago. They have no idea because that history is kept out of their purview. And they're just you ready for the word reciting. They're no longer thinking. Okay. And this is what your popular imams are doing. They have no idea. For example, most of them have no idea that uh, the fellow who established uh, <coughs> Salafism was a British spy and a Freemason. They have no idea about Afghani. None. They're just okay. That's a whole other discussion. Reciting. <laughs> Did you say They're Salafi? Just say again. Yes. Did you say Salafi? You say yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> that is a whole nother discussion. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. This yes. man was a, he was a Freemason. He was a grandmaster of the Freemasonic Lodge in Egypt. <clears throat> and he was a British spy. All right. And he established the Salafi order. This is all on hand of Iblis as well. I remember reading that. And people, people, people have no idea. They're just reciting. 
And why did the British do this? Because they want the Muslims to look backwards, not forwards. They don't want the Muslims. They want the Muslims to recite. They don't want them to think. They didn't want them to enter into the scientific realms. They don't want them to study the sciences and understand kun faya kun and how it manifests. They don't want this. They want them preoccupied with religion because then it's easier to control them. This is an ancient principle of the mystery religion systems for the last five, six, seven thousand years. It's nothing new. Nothing new at all. And yes, I did say Salafi. And it's documented. I'm not lying. It's in your book. It's in hand of the yes. Yes, yes. I, I, I sent all the, I sent, I put down all the documentation there. Yeah, there's pictures. So I'm just, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just giving that as an, as an example, you see, of how it is that the lower echelons have no idea who the people at the upper echelons are. So a hundred years ago, 120 years ago or so, the people who founded, who, who became Salafs, Salafis, Okay, the, the official Salafi, even those who followed the Muslim Brotherhood, had no idea that they were following principles <coughs> and an organization that was funded by British Freemasonry. They had no idea. None whatsoever. This is ignorance, you see, and ignorance cannot serve the cause of Allah. It's a spiritual principle. Nothing to do with Sharia. If you're ignorant about your leadership and the direction in which they're taking you, well, you're just following. How do you know where you're going? You don't know, you see. So, and what do you do? Well, if you're not thinking anymore, you're too busy memorizing this, memorizing that, memorizing the next thing, and all you're doing is reciting, you're not thinking anymore. So. The division of the, the, the intellect from the Ru and from Noor, it, it occurs naturally. So there's no guidance anymore. And if your Imam teaches you that you have the right to uh, arrange a wedding or a marriage for your daughter, then that's what you do. And you force your daughter to marry somebody she doesn't love. And whom her body doesn't respond to, for whom the waters do not flow. And these waters represent the fitra. They represent true, guid true guidance, because that's what it is. That's what the sexual act is. It's true guidance. It's a form, it's a manifestation of true guidance. And it's the most intimate manifestation of true guidance, okay? the most intimate of relationships between human beings. It's not good for a man to be alone, you see. Not my words. I didn't design this. Allah did. And he did it with a purpose. So if you're doing that and you're stopping these waters from flowing, okay, that vagina doesn't lubricate because you don't love this man and because he's cruel to you. How is that going to serve the cause of Allah? 
how is how does that make the dean fulfill itself in marriage so then it can fulfill itself it's going to turn street. you away from the it dean doesn't. it turns you away from the dean exactly it turns you away from islam because it's a false form of islam and when they start cutting off the clitoris and they call this islam oh my god this is savagery <laughs> this is savagery Damn them all. I had a wife, Muslim, the only born Muslim wife I had, and she said she, said she was going to do that. I said, if you do that, I said, I'm divorcing you, and I'm taking that girl from you. Don't you ever bring this topic up to me again. It's savagery. And I have confronted the Salafs on this, and they say, oh, well, well the Prophet said, well, just take a little. Well, what does that mean? It's a little, a little nip. If you want to do it, that means, well, if you can beat your wife, well, you beat her with a toothpick. <laughs> well, that's just a gesture. What's the matter with you people? You're still doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's just a gesture. You see? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have never raised my hand to a woman, thank God, except for one occasion. That was a woman she started beating me. So I backhanded her, knocked a few teeth out. That was in my young, savage days, okay? But that was the only time, and it was in self-defense. We are not to beat our women. I don't care what any of these imams say. It's not acceptable. It's not Islam. And when you do these things, you're stopping the waters from flowing. And you are therefore stopping Islam because the meeting with Allah is dependent upon these waters flowing. That's what it's depending on. The climax is where you meet Allah because that's when you're completely and totally free from the earthly body, even for just a moment. And you're unconscious as well. That's when you can be murdered and that's easily murdered, okay? And that's when you can be easily entered by the jinn. So you're totally dependent upon Allah's protection in that moment. And if the waters don't flow, there's no meeting with Allah. It's all pretense. It's all recitation. I'm trying to mute it in a few minutes. Oh. Say again. Say again. Anyway, I don't know how we got there, but I've forgotten now. But I'm just saying, oh, yeah, it had to do with the Salafs being misled, okay? And being misled by a Freemason, a British agent, this fellow called uh, uh, Afghan, Afghani, okay? And he had a, he had a student uh, named, uh, oh, I've forgotten his name. I can't keep all these Arab names straight in my mind. Anyway, he became the, uh, the director of uh, Al-Hazar, and he was also the Grand Mufti in Egypt. And he, he's the one who allowed Egypt to entertain usury, <coughs> usury illegally, <coughs> usury legally. Okay. Uh, he made usury legal, and he was also a Freemasonic Grandmaster and a Muslim. Well, you can't be a Freemasonic Grandmaster and a Muslim. You're one or the other. Okay. So that means he was a Freemasonic Grandmaster pretending to be a Muslim. 
who most of the people, almost all of the people in Islam, in Egypt, and Al-Hazar followed. Are you getting the gist here? That means that the people beneath him had no idea who he really was or who he was working for and what his motivations were and how he was misguiding them. And it could be that both of these gentlemen had no idea who was misguiding them. They could have believed, you see, in the misguidance that they were given. They could have believed that this was the next step in the evolution of Islam. And that's how strong the delusion becomes. Because above the 18th degree in Freemasonry, you actually take an oath to serve not only Lucifer, but the Jews, the Zionists. So don't wonder any longer why it is that Americans and Canada and Britons always choose to serve Israel. They're sworn to do it. And don't wonder any longer why it is that the Pope is always on the front page or major newsreels here, there, and the next thing, every once in a while making a major statement in support of the mainstream news. <laughs> because they're also sworn to serve him. MashaAllah. Masha I have Allah. a quick question. Yes, is this Taranda? Yes, and yes, Taranda. Yes, Salaamu Alaikum, brother. Alaikum, Masalaam, Taranda. Yes, go on. So, when, as far as with the Freemasons, is this something like when you said they're sworn to take the oath, is this something that they know that they're doing? Or is it something like, you know, COVID type deal, take the vaccine because, you know, it's going <clears> to <throat> help you stay alive. But there's a really underhanded thing behind it. So this is something that's plain in their face, or is this something hitting to them no. while they're taking now, this oath? Okay, that's a good question. Let me let me respond to this because uh, most of your Freemasons never uh, go above the third degree. Now you'll you'll notice I just said above the eighteenth degree. Okay, and there are different forms of Freemasonry and different degree systems, but most ninety-five percent of your Freemasons they become what they call a, a master mason. That's a third degree. And they never advance in any other metaphysical initiation, right? They stay right there. And so these are what you would call your cub and your boy scout Freemasons, okay? They do whatever the cub master or the scout master tells them to do because they're full trust in that person as a noble individual has been misplaced. The Grand Master is always above the 18th degree. And at that level, they have sworn to serve Lucifer. And they accept Lucifer as God Almighty, no matter what their religion is. But most Freemasons never reach that point. Now, the reason I know this is because I was a Freemason. And... <clears throat> One of their 33rd degree Freemasons, a fellow by the name of Ben Rach, 
whom I worked and whom I knew intimately <coughs> for a number of years when I was a medical student. He introduced me to Freemasonry and recommended it. And he gave me their, their Bible, the Morals and Dogma. Now, there are many Freemasons who have this book, but most of the people who have this book, most of the Masons who have the book, they, they never read it. I read the whole book, okay? And when I got to the 18th degree and realized uh, what it was saying there, because I already had some knowledge of the scriptures and whatnot, and I knew who this Lucifer creature was, uh, then I realized, well, this was not the avenue for me to take in my journey yeah. to mature manhood, because that's why yeah. most men join the Freemasons. They need a, they need a pater paternal affirmation, you see, and they get it within the system. Most of them have some sort of a father issue, and they need to be uh, affirmed in their position as men among men. And that's what the fellowship pretends to do. And so it's a men's club primarily, although they have a sister organization called the Eastern Stars. But above the 18th degree is where you begin to enter into the real mysteries. Below that, you do not. So most of the people, most of the Masons, the sisters included, have no idea what their grandmasters really and truly believe. And Albert Pike and others have admitted that they purposely mislead the lower ranks. And they do this to achieve their own purpose and their own purpose is that of world government. World government is the purpose of Zionism. World government is the purpose of the Jesuits. And they're both founded by Jews and occult uh, organizations that are closely associated with the Kabbalah system, not the Jews alone, but the Jews have become major and principal uh, proponents of this entire uh, method. That's why you hear them say in some, uh, in some form or another, this is the goal, the great work for thousands of years now. And they're trying to refer to the, the kingdom of Solomon, okay? And this kingdom of Solomon is not something that's been proven <clears throat> to ever have existed in the way that they pretend that it existed, okay? The, what is described in the Quran about the kingdom has never been archeologically established in Jerusalem, never. Okay, so there's following a strong delusion. I'm not saying that the kingdom of Solomon didn't exist. What I'm saying is that the kingdom that's described in the Quran, they are pretending occurred in Jerusalem and there's absolutely no evidence for that, none. Okay, so they, at this upper level, they know what they're doing and there are several tiers at the upper level so that one who's an 18th degree doesn't know what the 33rd degree member is doing, okay? So it's like that. And it's like that across the whole system, including the Bilderbergers, the Club of Rome, all the entire system is set 
set up this way. And this system was set up by a Jew who pretended to be a Muslim who set up the system that became the Fatimid dynasty and that eventually became Shiism. It's the same system. Adam Weiss helped uh, adopted this system as designed by this Jew. His name was, and he was a magician and he was out of the Babylonian system, the era, <coughs> the area, and he migrated to Egypt. His name was Ibn, My <coughs> Ibn Maimun. And uh, so they adopted this system, they modified it for the modern and postmodern era. And then they readjusted it according to the uh, technological advances that were made. And it's the technological advances of the postmodern era that has made this universal. The first universal step was the establishment of the Commonwealth. And you, you have this uh, idea that, uh, oh, the British gave up the Commonwealth uh, after the Second World War. No, they let these people go. They let, let these individual countries go on the pretense that they were having independence when in fact they, they do not have independence because they replaced the literal government because the educational systems that favored this system were already in place. So they then simply re-educated the next generation of every local country and they became Commonwealth supporters by default because of the educational system. Everyone became British, everyone started speaking English, and they then took over the country economically. And in our day and age, for the last 50 years, the World Bank and the United Nations have been continuing <coughs> this program. It's the same program. So it's been one evolution after another of the same system that even Maimun established so that you have people in positions of authority, uh, and then you have people with five positions above them, and the position, the, the, the first individual has no idea what the real motivations are. No, they have their job, they have a good salary, they have a good reputation, they have all the perks. And now they're setting up the system so that only those people will be able to go anywhere in the world that they want to. So what, what the world is being set up to, uh, to actually perform hunger games. And this is the Zionist principle. <coughs> this is the system of uh, Zionist, excuse me. I've been talking <coughs> too long now. This is the system of the Zionists who have always said that the Goy, that means everyone else who's a non-Jew, are only, they only exist to serve us, okay? So they're going to enslave the entire world. And they're using the COVID crisis to do this, okay? So this is, this is not news to someone like me who's been studying this, uh, uh, this era, uh, this area for, for, for years now, not news to me. It's all confirmed. Nothing, I'm, nothing I've said here is a lie. Nothing, not, not, not a bit of it. It's all confirmed. It's all historical reality. 
So people are not thinking, they're reciting and following. And this is exactly what the prophet said will happen. I, I'm not going to apologize, okay? That's the way it is. That's the truth of it. And that is why you have uh, um, imams cursing people like me for telling the truth. They don't like it because it makes them look bad when in fact that's what they are. They've made a grievous error and they're making a grievous error and they're causing their people to fall into more grievous error because they don't understand. And they don't understand because they're reciting, they're not thinking. Okay, sister, anything more? MashaAllah, alhamdulillah. Have we brought an end then? Have we finished? We have. Alhamdulillah. Okay. Get me a copy of this as your earliest convenience and uh, may, it, may it prove uh, uh, helpful to your listeners. Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much, sister. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.